Welcome to Outside Source Football. This is a show about what's going on inside the NFL. Your hosts, Evan Mick and Ty Ruddy, bring the latest predictions and updates from the league. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to 1017 Radio Free Hillstead. My name is Evan Mick. This is Outside Source Football. Today, I'm joined here by my co-host, Ty Ruddy. Today, we will be ranking off-ball linebackers and defensive tackles. Next week, we're going to be doing our running back rankings for the draft, and that's going to be our last draft ranking, because after that, the next two weeks after that following, we're each going to do our own first-round mock draft. But let's jump right into it today with the linebackers. So I did 10 linebacker rankings, tie only a 7. I also have an honorable mention. My honorable mention is Nick Herbig. He's a great pass rusher. He does his job very well. He's a good tackler. And he's listed out as a linebacker on basically everything, but he's a defensive end. He played defensive end like almost every snap for Wisconsin. He's a great defensive end. He might have made my top 10. He probably would have, actually. He's, he's pretty good. But he's not a linebacker. Definitely not. So that's my honorable mention. Number 10, I have Darian Williams out of Tulane. He's listed at 6'1", 230. He's good in pass coverage. He's a decent tackler. He's got decent speed. His ability to get off blocks needs a little bit of work, but he doesn't get blown up when it, he gets blocked. At number 9, I have Yvonne Pace out of Cincinnati. He's listed at 5'11", 230. He's a good athlete in terms of on-field on field speed. He has okay reaction time. He's okay as a pass rusher. He needs a little bit of work meeting running backs in the hole. He a lot of times will let the running back get the, past the line of scrimmage and then try to tackle instead of starting downhill. He lets the running back get to him instead. At number 8, I have Owen Papoy out of Auburn. He's listed at six foot two twenty-five. He's really, really good at covering the cutback lanes, and he's really good at staying with running backs laterally. He's decent in coverage. He's not a great tackler, but he's not horrible. And he does retreat a lot, but not as much as, like, Yvonne Pace does. So he does let the running back get to him sometimes, but not often enough for it to be a huge, huge part of his game. So I also believe, just really quick, that this linebacker class is very, very deep, especially all the way down to number seven. There is a huge drop-off in talent after number seven. This class is deep, but these next players were extremely hard to rank, for me at least, because they're very similar in skill and can be ordered in many different ways for different reasons and still be good lists. There are definitely some guys who are better than others, but they have very, very different playing styles, a lot of them, and they're very similar in terms of talent. So I think Ty's going to go with his number seven. So at number seven, I have Jeremy Banks. He's a 6'1 senior out of Tennessee. He's a guy who plays with all-out speed all the time, flows very well from sideline to sideline. He's super, uh, super aggressive, and he tracks the running back really well out of the backfield. He's got a small frame, but he ran something like a 4540, so he's pretty quick. What did you say his size was again? It's about 6'1", 225. Yeah, that's pretty good. And then, yeah, he's, he's just a fluid athletic player. At my number seven, I have Henry To'o, To'o out of Alabama. He's listed at 6'1", 225. He's speedy, but he's undersized. He has to put on some weight. He dodges blockers really, really well, but he can't get engaged or he'll lose every single time. In terms of dodging blockers, though, he does a really, really good job at it. He lowers his shoulder, gets past them, gets skinny, makes his frame really, really hard to block. And his size, which I said that was small, at 225, which I think that he put on weight before the combine because this is his combine measurements. At 225, he's actually not as small as I thought he was, or he put on weight. And if he is bigger than he was in college, 
then it'll change his game a little bit, and it'll be interesting to see what he turns into because he's not the same player that he was in college. So number six, I have Cam Jones out of Indiana. He's listed at 6'1", 225, 4'6", speed, so not terrible, I guess. Maybe that's not ideal for a linebacker. He's more of a runbacker. He's talented downhill, but he gets good depth in the zones. Has a good pop off the ball. He he meets backers in the uh, in the holes quite frequently, and he does it quite well. So that's my number six. My number six, I have Demavion Overshown out of Texas. He's listed at 6'3", 230. His coverage is decent, and he uses his wingspan and athleticism well with decent ball skills. He's not really a guy that like quarterbacks want to throw over. Quarterbacks are not targeting this guy. He's pretty explosive, but what makes him make, look even more explosive is that he has insanely fast reaction time, which is great. He's good at avoiding blocks, okay at getting off of them. He needs to wrap up a little bit better on plays for his tackling to be better, and he needs to be better at putting himself in a good position to make the tackle, especially in run fitting, because a lot of times he is out of position when he's trying to run fit. And that's number six, Demavion Overshown. So at number five, I have Isaiah Land out of Florida A&M. Uh, he's 6'4", 235. He's a guy with a good frame who needs to add some quickness to his, to his frame. Uh, but obviously that muscularity is encouraging. He's got a mediocre bend with promising footwork. And he's got nice speed. They lined him up at 7-tech a few times. And he had great success rushing from a wide angle. At my number five, I have Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Campbell. He's listed at 6'5", 250. Let's start with the good here. He's extremely explosive. He's lengthy. He's also a pretty good tackler. He has pretty decent top speed. He's smart. And he led one of the best defenses in the nation this year. Linebacker, obviously very important when you're talking about, like, in terms of making sure other players are in the right spot, making sure that consistency at the position of linebacker. Like, defensive tackles can have great plays. Defensive edge rushers can have great plays. But in order for a defense to be consistently as good as Iowa's defense was, it needs a smart linebacker, which is exactly what he is. He's a great leader, with that being said. But with all that being said, he doesn't like getting blocked. And by that... I mean, obviously, nobody likes getting blocked. But if an offensive lineman is running towards him, in order to avoid getting caught in the wash, he'll run backwards and then run towards the ball carrier. So he'll give up so much ground. Instead of taking his first three steps downhill and then continuing downhill, he'll give up some ground in order to make the tackle, which isn't something that is great. It could be worse. I've seen a lot worse, but it's not something that's ideal. He's decent in pass coverage. He actually made some amazing catches last season. So you know that he can catch. But because of his avoiding blocks, he's not that good of a pass rusher because he's not used to trying to get off blocks, make swim moves, make cuts and all that stuff to avoid blockers because he just retreats instead. Number four? Number four? Uh, Number four. I have a guy who's pretty similar in both size and play style to my number five. I don't like Demavion Overshone. Demo- 
He has got an R in there, the Demarvion Overshow. I I don't know how it's pronounced, but he's uh, the Texas guy. I, I yeah, have him too. Yeah, I just I don't know how to pronounce these names. Either way, six three two forty, good size two thirty. Sorry, good size on him. A four five six forty, so he's got some nice speed, got some nice athleticism, uh, and he's a versatile guy. He plays really well in the zone, and his length is uncanny for an inside linebacker. I read a few scouting reports that said he frequently plays the overhang as well. And so he's another guy who can kind of, you know, make it happen on the outside a little bit. Yeah, he's just an all-around good back, smart. He's got good good range and good length uh, when he drops back in zone. You're listening to 1017 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football with Evan Mick and Ty Ruddy. Ranking off-ball linebackers. At my number four ranked off-ball linebacker, I have Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. He's listed at 6'4", 235. He is a highlight reel hitter. Like You go watch this guy. Sometimes he doesn't even lower his shoulder. People will just run into him and then hit the ground. He's like he's like a wall. It's honestly something that you don't see very often is guys who are in horrible position making maybe the greatest tackles like in terms of people just hitting the ground so fast. He is pretty explosive. He's Decent in pass coverage. Above, He's above average pass rusher, though. His fits are okay. They could use a little bit of work. But he's really, really good at is spying and chasing down quarterbacks. So if you want him in a pass game to spy and chase down a quarterback, he's got the speed and the tackling ability to do it, especially because he's good at tackling in an outside zone play. So if him and the running back are running kind of laterally in the same direction or if him and the quarterback are running laterally in the same direction, he doesn't allow them to cut back. He stays on that back shoulder, but he still is able to make the tackle. So he does a really, really good job at that. That's actually probably my favorite thing about him. Number three, Dorian Williams uh, for the two-lane green wave. Yeah, 6'1", 230. So I don't know. Would you consider that undersized? I guess – it's pretty that's pretty average to me. Yeah. I consider for me an NFL linebacker is like two thirty five. That's just my mindset. Yeah. I don't know what the actual literal average is, but in right. my mindset it's always been two thirty five. But what about height wise? Does it what's your ideal height for a linebacker? Probably six two. Okay. Six two. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want him to be too tall because then normally, you know, you get skinny, you get you have other problems. Yeah, no, that makes sense, especially with the running backs nowadays. Like yes, Derek exactly. Henry. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess he's a little bit undersized. He was a captain and three-year starter at Tulane, so, and he played 700 snaps on special teams. So I think he's a guy who's going to find a spot on an NFL roster. No matter no matter what it takes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think he'll play special teams if, if he has to the first year. He played 700 snaps in his career at Tulane, which is pretty impressive. Uh, he's got a nice athletic repertoire. He he ran a four four nine, uh, with a ten foot broad jump and a thirty three inch vert. So I I think that's pretty impressive. He's a seasoned player. Obviously, he plays slow and his play recognition is slow. He doesn't have lateral speed like you might expect, or like might be ideal. But he can make the tackle on the sideline when he needs to, uh, and his speed certainly helps him out. Yeah, that's what I really I really didn't like about him. He plays so slow. Yeah. His play recognition is so slow. And it's just the fact that at the NFL level, the speed only gets faster. Nothing's gonna slow down anymore for you at the NFL level. And speed is one of those things that it's like 
as a seasoned player, although I didn't know a lot of snaps were on special teams. As a seasoned player, it's not speed is not something that you can just pick up. It's yeah. not something that you can just fix for yourself. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because, like you said, I think we've talked about this before with maybe the receivers when we were talking about how speed is just such a crucial part of the NFL. Yeah, on-field on speed, like yeah. how fast you recognize things, how right. fast your your timing is, your reaction time. Yeah, and that's what that's what you were talking about the one time with the forty as kind of a a vague metric because. On field speed and and speed are field speed and running speed are two very different things. Not to mention mental speed and uh, you know sharpness and quickness and all that. Yeah, it's right? a different it's a different game once you get out there on the field. Yeah. So at my number three, I have Dalian Henry out of Washington State. He's just at six one two twenty five. There are no true singular weak spots in his game. That's like he is to me. I'm going to use the word complete, but I mean all around. That's kind of what kind of what I would say normally all around. A lot of people would say complete. He's the most complete linebacker. I'd say he's the best linebacker all around. He's a pretty good – he has pretty decent speed, but not super explosive speed. Like once he gets going, I mean, obviously, you know, it's not going to take him 10 to 12 seconds to get up to speed, but it's not one-step explosiveness. He's a good tackler. Although a lot of his tackles end in the running back falling forward for an extra yard, that's my least favorite thing about his game. A lot of times when he's tackling, he'll wrap up and he'll fall and he'll let the line or the running back fall towards him. So then he'll lose an extra yard. And if you're losing an extra yard play after play after play, it builds up really quickly. He's an above average pass rusher. And his biggest strength compared to other linebackers is that he's actually good in coverage. Like it's like, Base stats for everything, normally linebackers are not this good in coverage. Like, he has maybe the coverage of, like, a low-level safety. He's decent at shutting blocks and run coverage. He'll hit guards into the ball carriers, which is amazing to watch. That's one of my favorite things is when a linebacker hits a guard into the running back. It's by far – sorry if you hear the background noise. It's just the Kappa Kappa Gammas are having some kind of – party and they didn't invite us so <laughs> that's why we're doing this that's instead. why that's why we're doing this right now that's uh, why we're doing this right now yeah just just ignore that noise anyways if he gets disengaged he's okay he's not great at disengaging though so that's dealing henry out of washington state who's my number three now on to on to you uh he is my number two he's he's a guy I was actually going to make the exact same point. One of these scouting reports that I read said that he is a linebacker with the body of an oversized safety, basically. Uh, he's good in pass coverage. Like I said, what? go ahead. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even really call it an oversized safety. If you, Just a safety. If you ask me arguing, I mean, I have all my, my safety rankings still. There's a lot of safeties who are like 225. Yeah. Almost exact same size. You know, type thing. Strong safety, maybe, especially. A lot of them, you know, vary more in the 215 to 205 range. So maybe a little bit oversized. But yeah. that's about the size of of a safety. Yeah. So maybe it's just a safety with a big heart or something like that. I don't safety. Know. <laughs> safety with a big heart. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's a, like like you were saying, he's a he's a guy who's kind of like one of those Viper players. 4-5-40, which I think is on the higher end of some of these linebackers. Uh, he's a see ball get ball athlete. That's something that he does consistently well. 
those, those are my favorite kind of athletes. My yeah. philosophy, so um, in kicking, because I'm a kicker, my philosophy was always just see ball, kick ball. And, you know, it worked out really well for me because somehow I ended up playing college. So see ball, get ball, love those kind of athletes. Yeah. So uh, he's my number two. Day, another name, Dayan, Dayan Henley. Doubt. Do you, do, is there an L in there? I have an L in there. I don't have an L in there. I might have spelled it wrong. I think it's an I. I thought it was Dalian Henry. Anyways, my number two. So these two guys, my top two, are my first round picks. I think that everybody else is, you know, second round and below. I think number two and number one should both be first round picks. Number two is ranked number one by most people, and I'll get to that later. Anyways, number two is ranked one by most people. I think he's number two. I think it's really, really, really close. He's a better athlete than number one, though, for sure. He's got good speed. He's really good at getting off blocks. He's slow laterally, and he allows QBs to escape in in pass rushing, which is probably my least favorite thing about him. He'll get way too deep in pass rushing, and he'll just let the QB escape, or he'll blitz too late. So, like, he'll see the open gap and then react to it too late. So the the faster quarterbacks are obviously just going to escape out the side, walk in for another first down or whatever it is. Excellent burst. He's just an A-plus athlete. He's my number two. He's probably got the highest ceiling out of all these guys, is what I would say. Most potential. Best athlete. I'm not going to say that he's raw, because he's still a really, really good player. Like He's not like Christian Gonzalez was, where he's insanely raw and insanely athletic. Like This guy's a, a good athlete for a linebacker, like an A-plus athlete. He's not as athletic as like a Christian Gonzalez is, obviously. But he's a first-round pick, and he's good at linebacker, but he could be that guy. Like, he could be that number one for sure. He definitely has that potential. He has that ceiling by far. I might have missed this. <laughs> did you say his name? His, <laughs> I don't know if I did. His name is Trenton Simpson yeah, okay. out of Clemson. Okay. Is yeah, he your number one? He's my number one. Yeah, that's and what you I thought. S- you said that he is on most lists. Like, basically everything you were saying, 6'2", 235, powerful and tough. Powerful and tough and athletic, very versatile guy who uh, who plays very smooth, very fluid, drops back well uh, into coverage. And what were we t- what were we just talking about for size of a linebacker? Didn't we say six two two thirty five? Isn't that what I said? Like yeah. he's the ideal yeah. linebacker build. Like yeah. that's this is the guy. Yeah, this is the guy. Uh, and like I was saying, speed, athleticism. He's a utility guy. Scrapes to gaps effortlessly so that's obviously something you want he's good good with the run and with the pass uh powerful tough versatile he's my number one at my number one i don't even know if this guy made your list this guy is ranked all over the place i've never seen somebody so widely ranked like that's in the top 10 in most ranks so like obviously guys who are like 30 will go from like 30 to like 60 to like 20 like, guys this high are normally not that widely ranked, but Noah Sewell out of Oregon has been – I've seen him ranked, like, 10, and I've seen him ranked 1. That's that's the variability that we're getting here. Wow. He's maybe not the athlete that Trenton Simpson is, but he consistently puts himself in the best position to make a play. He's way smarter than Trenton Simpson is, for sure. He has great vision. He's insanely patient and willing to track the ball from hole to hole. He's not great as a pass rusher. He's my number one, but he's not great as a pass rusher. He's okay. 
Same for his coverage. He's not great, but he's okay. But he's also extremely young, and he reminds me kind of in his in his energy, I guess. I'm going to use the word energy. I guess that's a weird way to describe somebody by their energy. <laughs> demeanor. Demeanor. Yeah, that's actually probably a good word. In his demeanor, he reminds me so much like his brother. His brother, kind of similar, you know, maybe a higher-rated draft prospect, but, like, a big energy guy, a big play guy. He wanted, like, this guy will improve so much in his first couple of years because his brother did the exact same thing. His brother was a pretty high-ranked athlete, obviously higher than he is, different position, but high-ranked athlete, and he just got better after he got into the league. It's just, like, insane improvement, and you see him. He's a phenomenal talent, a phenomenal leader, phenomenal locker room energy. I just I love the Sewell brothers. They are great, and I hope that Noah Sewell ends up on the Lions because that would be so cool to me. <laughs> yeah. What What year is he? He's a he's a oh he's also insanely young. I'm sorry. Okay. He's young, just like his brother was. He's 20, I think. Oh I think, wow. I think he won't be 21 until the draft. That's some. Uh, he's that's some, young. That's some juju age. Yeah. Like, like just. <laughs> it must have really similar birthdays or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how that works. All right. So thank you for listening to Outside Source Football on 1017 Radio Free Hillsdale. Please go follow us at OSFB underscore pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And we'll be back in a couple minutes with our defensive tackle rankings right after this break. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Outside Source Football on 1017 Radio Free Hillsdale. We're ranking D tackles in this segment on the 2023 NFL Draft. So I think we're just going to jump right in. My number 10 is Zach Pickens out of South Carolina. I ranked all these guys based on their strength out of 10, I think except Jalen Carter. But I ranked almost all these guys out of strength out of 10 because it's really hard to say that they have good strength because all D tackles are strong. So it made more sense to actually rank them with a numbering. I think they're all technically between like the numbers six and nine. Like I wasn't like crazy, crazy high, crazy, crazy low numbers. Like they were all between a decent amount because they're all pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So Zach Pickens out of South Carolina at number 10. He's listed at 6'4", 291. I gave him six out of 10 strength, which is the lowest ranking, obviously. He's decent at shedding blocks and making tackles but he's not really strong enough to blow up plays by taking out an offensive guard. He's a pretty good pass rusher because he's decently agile, and he's willing to make a chase down tackle, and he has enough speed to do it if a running back makes enough cuts. So like on a screen pass where they're cutting back and forth and they're taken back to the inside, this guy can come out there and he's able to make a play on it. At number nine, I have Byron Young out of Alabama. There's also a Byron Young out of Tennessee, so don't get the two mixed up. But this guy's out of Alabama. He plays defensive tackle. He's listed at 6'3", 290. He's a good athlete. He can move to edge and be fine. He's got 7 out of 10 strength. And he's really, really good 
about playing outside zone plays. He flows really, really well with the ball carrier while being able to take the offensive guard either way that he goes when the ball carrier finally makes a cut. He's also decent at getting off tackles in normal run plays, but he can get high trying to do it and get pancaked that way because he tries to get too high, and then he'll lean back a little bit trying to get off the block, trying to make make a move, and then he'll get pancaked because he'll get pushed back. He needs a little bit of work on hand fighting too, the hand fighting once he, to be able to get disengaged better. At number eight, I have Jacqueline Roy out of LSU. He's listed at 6'3", 305. I... <laughs> one of the first plays that I watched, he threw a guard down to the ground. Strength, 8 out of 10. He's a very good athlete, but he's not that good at football yet. He doesn't shed blocks well. He doesn't tackle well. In tackling, he normally relies on the running back or quarterback running into him instead of him actually going up and tackling them and forming up. He just has them run into him, and then he kind of just falls on him. He does a good job of taking up space and blocks, but he's also not a great pass rusher. He needs to lower his pad level on a lot of plays. Potential, though, he's got a lot of it. So now Ty's going to give into number his number seven because he is top seven. At number seven, I have Keanu Benton. He's a defensive tackle out of Wisconsin. He's listed at 6'4", 309. He's a slow player, but obviously a lot of times, you know, size comes with slowness and there's also a trade-off for power and strength and so he is very strong he's very forceful he uses his hands very well he's good at clubbing obviously bad bad snap quickness that's something that i talked about with slowness but he makes up for it in his uh in his hand fighting yeah and definitely going through d tackles like all these guys are going to be slow so right. it's, it's less of a, how slow they are in comparison to other positions right. and more how, how slow they are compared to other defensive tackles. And offensive linemen even. And offensive linemen, yes. But the most important thing is normally that first step, not as much for defensive tackles as it is for offensive linemen because they can regain ground. But the first step is very important. So obviously that's something that you look for when you're ranking guys. My number seven is Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. He's listed at 6'3", 325. He's a decent pass rusher for a defensive tackle. He's got 6 out of 10 strength. He's got some speed, especially in his first two steps after getting off a block. So not in his first two steps after the snap, but after getting off a block, he's able to make a tackle wherever the ball carrier goes, even if there is that little bit of space that he has to cover where some of the slower D tackles can't make that. He does not take double teams well. And he can get turned or taken off his spot even by a, like a single guard or a single center like at times, pretty often, honestly. So that's something that he needs to work on, making sure that he's not getting turned, he's not going away from the hole, and he's always a threat to make a tackle. At number six, I have Moro Ohomo. He's a little bit lighter than a lot of the other guys on the list. Some strengths here. So he's a three-year starter. He forces his way across the face of backside blocks, lower body strength to plow through a blocker's edge. So he's got a lot of power behind him, but his movements are mechanical and he's not a very fluid player. And so we talked about this um, in the earlier segment with speed in the NFL. And field speed specifically. Right, yeah. yeah. And so 
that's going to be one of his problems heading into the into the pros. At my number six, I have your number seven, Keanu Benton. Keanu Benton? I think it's Keanu. Keanu. Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin. He's at 6'4", 310. He has 7 out of 10 strength. He's fast for his size. He can chase down slower quarterbacks or running backs making a hard angle so that they get tackled by – or, sorry, he makes running backs take a hard angle so that they can get tackled by his teammates. He's a little bit of an ankle tackler, which I'm not super a fan of. He is strong enough that he usually gets away with it in college, but it won't work out so well at the next level, tackling like Nick Chubb and those guys. Those guys he'll just slip right off. We'll just slip right off of him. If you give him too much room, he will split your double team. That's something he's really, really good at, is splitting double teams when there is some space in between. He's a decent pass rusher. Not his strong suit, but it can be done. It's not a complete weakness. And he's above average at not getting himself turned and being able to shed a block and make a tackle wherever the ball carrier goes. Always staying in that hole, staying a threat, just like I said, to make the tackle on the last guy. So this next guy is from a smaller school. Do you have Carl Bl- Carl Brooks on your list? I don't. I don't have Carl Brooks on my top ten. Okay. He's from Bowling Green, which is like 25 minutes away from where I live. So that's kind of fun. But he his size and fluidity are on par with a lot of these other defensive tackles that we have on our list. However, a reasonable criticism is that he didn't play against the greatest talent in college, which is true. He played in the MAC, so obviously not the kind of talent on par with someone like Jalen Carter. But I think he makes a compelling case to be in the top ten. He was a two-time captain with 48 starts. His snap quickness footwork and hand usage are all translatable to on-field play and that's something again that we talked about on-field speed and he is a guy who showed out in the senior bowl and so he made kind of like a second-hand effort to prove himself to a lot of these NFL prospects yeah and the senior bowl like it's it's obviously it's a little bit like the combine in the fact that it's not the most important thing the regular season is the most important thing but for some of these guys that are playing against lower level talent since this is the only time that we'll have to, we'll be able to see them against this high level talent, we do have to watch it and we do have to take it into account, even though it's not completely regular gameplay all the time and it's not completely snap to snap. You know, it's not perfect. They're not playing in their regular schemes. It's different, but especially for defensive tackles, it works out because it's just right guy on guy, man on man. That's how it is. It's not like corners and DBs where you're gonna or corners and wide receivers where there's gonna be safeties quarterbacks where there's more reads to make but it's it's a little bit different because defensive tackles are always making that play right in front of them there's not so many reads there's not so many specific little things that change scheme to scheme so a senior bowl is more important for defensive tackles and defensive even edge rushers than it is for like a quarterback and you can look into that a little bit when comparing defensive tackles yeah if there's anything individual about football it's probably what happens on the line you know does that make sense do you agree yeah, yeah, I agree. If there's anything that you can, if you wanted to segment it apart and it still be realistic, it would be O-line, D-line, one-on-one, interior, interior especially. Yeah. With that being said, though, my number five is German Dexter Sr. out of Florida. He's listed at 6'6", 310. I gave him 7 out of 10 strength as well. He leaves a lot to be desired in the pass rushing game. 
but I think that because of his athleticism, he will be able to develop a steady pass rush in his NFL career. He just doesn't have a lot of moves. He doesn't seem like he knows how to do it. Nobody ever taught him very well. If he kept his feet driving, he has the strength to drive alignment into the backfield. He could, like, his strength rating could go up. But he gets really high sometimes, and he often doesn't keep his feet driving. He often gets his feet stuck in the ground, or stuck in the mud, and he just kind of stands there, and there's a standstill between O-line and D-line, which normally in a standstill, the O-linemen technically win that. They won the rep. Right. He's very, very good at wrapping, wrapping up when he's tackling, and he has more than enough speed to chase down a quarterback or even certain running backs as well. His pad level also needs a little work. He definitely needs to get lower. There's a lot of things that he could improve on, but he's another guy with, with a pretty decent amount of potential, and it's not something that's like, oh, there's these huge, huge flaws in his games that he'll never fix. It's like things that he could fix within his first year. So that's German Dexter Sr., number five. So my number four is Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, 6'3", 223, so he's got some good size. He's a rare blend of size and quickness. He's a guy who's able to swim and seize the gaps quite effectively. He also has a very powerful, strong lower body, so obviously that's desirable in a defensive tackle. Like you were saying earlier, who was it? that you said knocked a guard off balance in like the first play that you watched? I think it was, so this guy threw the guard to the ground, Jacqueline Roy, tossed yeah. a guard to the ground the first play that I watched. Yeah, and Mozzie Smith is a guy who has the same kind of strength to knock guards off balance. Uh, not easily, obviously, because it's probably not that easy to knock an offensive guard off, off balance, but he's the kind of guy who can do that and make the play in the hole because of it. His foot quickness... Uh, he's got good foot quickness. Um, his defense in the, of the passing game uh, leaves a lot to be desired, but for the most part, he's a good blend of both size and quickness, as I've said. At my number four, I have a guy that I've seen ranked, one another guy who's been ranked all over the place, and that's because, well, I'll just tell you. His name is Saki Ika. Do you have him on your top ten list? I do not. He's out of Baylor. He's listed at 6'3", 335. He did miss a few games this last year, which obviously hurts his draft, but he is healthy now. He did play in the Senior Bowl and stuff. He's got 9 out of 10 strength. Wow. That's <laughs> that's that's the highest that I got. He's very good at stopping cutback lanes, and he doesn't allow blockers to running, in, running into him, and he doesn't allow blockers to turn into him so he's able to stay in the running lanes, able to stay as a dangerous threat, tackling both sides. He's only 6 out of 10 in hand fights. He's not very good at hand fighting. And he's not great at pass rushing. But in run blocking, he's good. That he's so good at hand fighting that he'll get disengaged at just the right time almost every single time. He's not very fast. Like, he's not catching any quarterbacks anytime soon. But this isn't something that he would have to do too often if he was put in the right situation. He's a team like the Lions who needs someone eating up blocks and stopping runs inside. This may be exactly what they need. He's not great in outside zone or pass rush, but in the middle run, this guy is phenomenal. So basically the reason that I've seen, because I totally understand the the knock on him, okay? So this guy is not a good pass rusher. This guy's not good at stopping outside zone plays. But this guy is so, so good at stopping run plays. 
all my top four, three, and two all are really, really good at different things, especially three and four are both really, really good at one specific thing. They're all kind of in the same tier for me. Very similar talents, very different players. Saki Ika is the biggest guy in this draft, best run stopper in this draft by far. Inside zone, nobody's getting past him. I've seen him as low as 10. I've seen him as high as two. Wow. That's it's another guy like Sewell. I don't know what it is about these Oregon or these. No, he's sorry. He's from Baylor. I don't know what it is about these <laughs> these players that just makes them people rank them all over the place. When you're really good at one thing and you're really bad at another, it's it's like that's what it is for him. That's what he looks like out there. Yeah, my number three is Kalijah Cansey out of Pitt, listed at six one two eighty. So obviously not a prototype, a little bit undersized, but with that said, that means speed is a unique strength of his as a defensive tackle. He posted 14 and a half sacks and 20, 27 and a half tackles over two years as a starter and takes advantage of his speed very well on the interior line. He's got a good first step and he's a Pythagorean. He's a point A to point B kind of guy. He finds the fastest way to the pocket and that is probably part of what helped him earn 14 and a half sacks over the past two years. Yeah, my number three, I also have Kalijah Cansey out of nice. Pittsburgh. What a really cool name. 6'1". It is a sick name, especially if you look at how it's spelled. Yeah. He's listed at 6'1", 281. He's only got 6 out of 10 strength, but he's super explosive speed in terms of his size. He's an absolute bag of pass rushing moves, and I think he might have enough speed to play defensive end if you need him to. Not every play, but the occasional throw off the offensive personnel type play where they're not ready, they think they're getting three D tackles, and they're actually getting two D tackles and a defensive end, throw off their personnel, make them not know what the play is going to look like. He may not be able to back down an offensive guard, but I think he's the best defensive tackle pass rusher in this draft, even above number one. He may not be the best run stopper. He's okay, not the best, but he has potential to be that guy. This is, <laughs> this is what makes him so similar to Saki Ika because he's the opposite player. Saki Ika can't just cover the outside zone. He can't pass rush. Kalijah Kansi can't cover the inside zone and is the best pass rusher as a defensive tackle that I've seen in college in a while. I think he's the best pass rusher in the last couple of years as a defensive tackle. He's, he's that good. But as far as run, it's not, it's not there for the run stopping because he is only 281. But he has potential to be that guy. He has potential to be that playmaker that every once in a while you see him Get a sack when you need it on that third down, on that important fourth down. Like he's that he's that good for me. I think that he, his pass rushing is just that good that he could be a first round pick. I think that he would be a low end first round pick, and I think that he is most potential other than number one in this draft in defensive tackles. Yeah. Number two, I have Brian Beese. Interesting fact about him, he was the number two prospect out of high school. That doesn't really mean a whole lot now that he's going into the NFL. But 6'5", 305, long and athletic build. He's a versatile player. A little bit – actually, I don't know. You can give me your opinion. A four eight six forty for a defensive tackle, that's not that bad, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's above – that's way above average. Average okay. would be like a, a 5-0-ish, yeah. a, maybe a 5 one like an offensive guard is running yeah. similar speed. So he's actually got pretty decent speed. He's got a broad but athletic build, plays instinctive football in tight quarters, processes blocking scheme and attacks with smart hands, takes long, loose strides to defend and reach 
blocks laterally. So he's a versatile guy with some nice speed and obviously ideal size for an interior line. Yeah, and number two, I also have Brian Brees. So nice. we, we have the same top three because we, we both have the same number one. Brian Brees has a, is amazing at dragging his blocker towards the play. Even if the play is slightly away from him, he drags his tackle or guard, whoever is blocking him, towards the play and is able to make a play anyways. You can argue that he tackles high, and you'd, prob- and you'd be partially right, but I would argue that he's 300 pounds and he's strong and nobody's going to run over him anyways. And since he forms up normally really well, he gets square. I don't see his high tackling being a huge issue. He is strong. He can move an offensive guard, probably 8 out of 10 strength. In pass rushing, he's more of a nimble speed guy compared to guards, and that's what he likes to do, and he's a, he's a pretty good pass rusher. In run stopping, he's more of a strength line guy, so it's very interesting because he has both strength and speed, but he uses the strength in the run stopping and the speed in the pass rushing. And one thing that's a real separator for him is that when he's being blocked, he keeps his eyes on the football extremely well, which allows him to always know where the ball carrier is moving. And since he is so strong and he's always moving towards the ball carrier, it's such a huge strength. Quarterbacks, you know, maybe escape into the left, escape into the right a little bit. He sees that and he keeps moving his guard in that direction so that he's still at least a spy if they try to escape. That's part of that control that comes with the mental speed of the NFL, I think. Yeah, he's he's got he's definitely mentally ready. He'll he's a day one starter, like by far. Okay. And then obviously at number one, we both have Jalen Carter, right? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Good. Yeah. He's uh the stronger, faster, bigger version of Quinn and Williams from a few years ago. He wins most snaps off the ball, uses leverage very well. He is once again one of those fluid players. Uses his upper and lower body in harmony uh, on the edge and has actually pretty decent lateral speed for a guy his size. As far as uh, player comparisons, I don't usually like player comparisons, but I really like comparing Jalen Carter to Aaron Donald. He, I don't think he's quite as strong as Aaron Donald is, at least not yet, Yeah, but he's a little bit better footwork. And in that aspect, a very similar player to Aaron Donald. If you watch Aaron Donald's footwork, it's phenomenal for his size. He's crazy fast. Insane. I think we should really quick talk about where do you think Jalen Carter will go? Because it's going to be a top 10 pick, guaranteed. Oh, for sure. That is something that depends on the kinds of – is the trade deadline over? There is – no, no, no. There's no trade deadline anymore because it resets and then it doesn't end until week nine. So you can trade any time now. Okay. So I guess where he goes probably just depends on what kind of trades happen up top, right? Yeah, I don't think there will be that many. Okay. I think that it would just be the Cardinals trading down. Everybody else who traded up would not be looking for Jalen Carter. They'd be looking for a quarterback, a quarterback unless right. he falls outside the top seven. Yeah. Seven is well, Raiders. I'll pull up the draft order then real quick. I think it'll be the Lions. Lions at, really? Lions at, Lions at six. I got faith in him going all the way to the Lions because the Seattle needs edge rusher help more than anything else by far, and the Cardinals – also need edge rusher help, but I think they'll trade down anyways, and somebody will take a quarterback. I think that the top four could all end up being quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, if if the Colts don't take a quarterback, I'd, I, w- I wouldn't mind Jalen Carter. 
I guess so. They'll take a quarterback. Though. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Yeah, they we kind of need it. Anyways, thank you for listening to 1017 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football. Please go follow us on OSFB underscore pod on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with our running back rankings. And then in two weeks, we'll be doing my mock draft. And then the week after that, we'll be doing Ty's mock draft. Unless we decide to flip it. But thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great week. 